Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Ron Miller, and I am a trainer with the Vespero Training Department. Thanks for joining me and everybody else here in the community today. We're going to talk about 10 tips for um, working, well, I said more efficiently is <laughs> maybe not, 10 tips for boosting your productivity at Microsoft Word. So um, this is stuff that uh, has helped me or that I think is worthwhile. A lot of what you get is uh, things that we've evaluated and, and said, you know, this this seems to lend itself well to these things. So some of these things you may know, perhaps all of them you know if you're a JAWS expert, and some you may not. I'll give you a little bit of a, of a of a description like I tend to do when we're all together on how I use these and try and put some reality to this for you. So it's not just a recitation of JAWS facts. Um, we aren't going to be uh, as Braille-centric as we are sometimes. This is more general. And uh, there'll be days we get back to Braille-centrism as well. So here we go. The first thing I'm going to do is share my screen. I don't normally have to do that, you'll probably notice, but... Uh, my setup's a little different today. I don't have my mixer board and stuff up and running. So here we go. Bear with me a moment. Screen sharing meeting controls. Screen sharing meeting controls. Share preview WND. Okay, are you getting my JAWS audio? Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so we're going to be taking some time in Microsoft Word and just addressing some things which might help you, might let things scoot along a little faster. As uh, some of you know, I'm in the midst of completing my master's degree, so I'm working and I'm in college. And so some of these things I'm using um, as I'm in school, some of them I use at work here with Vespero. So this is kind of cool because uh, in a lot of ways, no matter what your age or stage or wage happens to be, I hopefully will have something you'll find interesting or useful, uh, whether you're a student or you're uh, professional or you're um, busy at home, whatever you're doing. So let's talk about Word. Let's talk about one of those things that are near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. We talk about accessing controls in the ribbon and how to do that quickly and efficiently. And I'm not going to do a, a program on or a presentation on ribbons today, though we can do that if you guys want to revisit that at some point. I always always solicit your suggestions about what you might like us to uh, to do together during our times. So if we want to go back and revisit the ribbon system again, I, I'm sure we did it last year. So you could probably find it in, in a uh, archived webinar, but we can certainly come back and do that kind of thing again. But that's not really where we're heading today. I'm going to show you how, in a lot of ways, you can end run around the ribbon system, take a shortcut straight to the control you want. So sort of like, uh, oh, sort of like going through hyperspace instead of doing it in uh, regular space, right? We'll get you right to where you want to be without the long travel time. <laughs> uh, one of the ways we would do that would be learning the uh, quick key strings that Microsoft has built into the ribbon system. So if you wanted to to do something, if you wanted to put bullets into your document, let's say you could press Alt 
followed by H, followed by the letter U, which would put you into the bullets grid, uh, the non-numbered bullets, so that the, the filled round bullets and the hollow round bullets and the arrow-shaped bullets and all that. That's how you get there. So if you're like me, you use bullets a lot as you're putting things together, both at work and at school. You have memorized Alt followed by H followed by U, and then you can right arrow to your first bullet selection, which is filled round bullets, which I use a lot. So <clears throat> if you're not that person, though, and all of a sudden you need to do bullets for whatever reason, or you need to format paragraphs, um, then maybe you start going through the ribbon system and you uh, go into home and then you tab and tab and tab and tab and tab or right arrow, depending on whether, depends on whether you're using Windows 10 or 11, and you finally get to paragraphs and then you dig down in there and, you know, so there's a long and drawn out way to do this. And, and bullets are, I used bullet as my example because I know that, that, that string, but what if I want to make a paragraph that has uh, hanging indents? which I had to do in a, uh, a term paper just a few weeks ago. The spring semester has just ended and the summer semester is beginning. There was no real break time, about a week. So I want to go to paragraphs. I want to learn how to do, uh, you know, indent my paragraphs, how to set up a hanging indent. And I, I don't want to go crawling through the ribbon system, which I did, and I actually had to get help uh, from my, my advisor. <laughs> I said, what do I do? And she pointed me towards some meat things. But um, what do we do if we want to find a control in the ribbon system? Well, there is a search feature that'll let you find a control by putting in some search terms. And to get to the search edit field, you press Alt-Q. Think of it as like a question. Alt-Q to question this system. Here we go. So let's go to Word. Webinar demo five. How to file a U.S. provisional patent dash word. Okay, and we're in a, a document we'll look at in a minute about how to file a U.S. provisional patent. That is exciting, okay? So, but for now, let's look at about, let's say we wanted to add a hanging indent or a set of hanging, a paragraphs with hanging indents to this, to this particular paper. What would I do? I will press Alt-Q. Alt-Q, ribbon. Type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft search edit. Alt followed by Q. Computer braille. Six suggestions available, one in recently used actions, three in suggested actions, two in people. Okay, so there's a whole kind of a, a bunch of things that told us sometimes twice. I'm in an edit field. I can use computer Braille if I want to because I have a Braille display that's uh, connected. Uh, I'll use the keyboard, the QWERTY keyboard for now. I could use either, but uh, I'm also reading my notes with one hand. <laughs> so let's look for... I could look for hanging indent, and I'll try that. Let's do hanging. Ten, eight, five. Hanging. hanging. Eight suggestions available to in actions. One in definition. One in find and document. Three in get help. One in more search results for quote hanging quote. So you'll notice you got a bit of information. I wrote the word hanging, press space, and it said there were eight, uh, eight suggestions there, eight results, and it broke them up into categories, which I'm not going to try and repeat. Um, people and you know, other stuff. So it will tell you what categories your results fall into. But let's add the word indent. Eight suggestions available, one in best action, indent, blank, cancel search button, alt followed by... So indent. I could cancel my search. I don't want to do that. I, I pressed right arrow so it would say indent. Let's press left arrow. 
Microsoft search. Back in the edit field. I'll read that for you by saying the current line. Microsoft search edit hanging indent. Okay. So let's arrow down through our results now. All you do is press down arrow. Best action group. Increase indent. Alt followed by I. So in the best action group of results, we've got increased indent. Let's keep going down through here. Actions group. Paragraph settings. Ah, paragraph settings. Decrease indent. Alt followed by D. Find in document group. Quote hanging indent quote. So in the document group, there is hanging indent. Let's arrow down. Get help group. Create a hanging indent dash Microsoft support. D. Oh, now look at this. If I don't know how to do a hanging indent, one of my results will take me right to the support article on how to create a hanging indent. Let's arrow down again. Indent the second line in Word dash Microsoft support. Get help on quote hanging indent quote. More search results for quote hanging indent quote. There's more search results. Let's go up. You got two articles from Microsoft help. Let's go up to the first one. I'm going to press up arrow till I get there. Get help group. Get help. Indent the second line in Word. Create a hanging indent dash Microsoft support. Let's look at that. I'm going to press enter here. Enter. Ribbon. Type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft search edit. Alt followed by Q. Computer braille. Print view. Edit. I heard the pop that said that I'm in forms mode. I'm in a search edit field. I'm going to come out of forms mode and go back to the cursor here, the PC cursor. Virtual PC cursor. Okay, in this instance, the virtual PC cursor. Let's arrow down. Let's see what we've got. Group start. Create a hanging indent. Heading level one. Create a hanging indent. Article. List of four items. One. Select the text where you want to add a hanging indent. Two. Go to home grader paragraph dialog launcher. Button image graphic. There's a picture of what we need to do. Greater indents and spacing. Now, did you hear it said button image graphic? So I can go to home, paragraph, and I can set up my hanging indent. It takes me right there. We'll look at that in a second. Let's keep arrowing down. Three, under special, select hanging. You can adjust the depth of the indent using the by field. Four, select OK, list end. Okay, does that look familiar? We talked about this maybe three weeks ago. We talked about uh, formatting a document in APA style. So we've been here before. Uh, learning the commands and doing this. Let's go up to that button. Select OK. Four. You can adjust under spec. Three. Greater indent button image graphic. Go to home greater paragraph dialog launcher. Button image graphic. So we're going to go to the home paragraph dialog. This is a launcher. I'll press enter on the button. I can press space, but I'm not sure of how the UI works. I don't play up here very much. Let's press enter. Enter. Let's see if it'll actually do it for me. Uh, did not. Let's go up one line. Go to home greater paragraph dialog launcher. Maybe it'll do it there. I was on the image. Let's try it on the launcher. Press enter. Enter. <laughs> of course. Two. Go to home button image graphic. Uh, well, when I did this in practice, it went for me. Greater indents and spacing. Oh, well. I'm going to try it one more time. I'll try it on the indents and spacing title. Enter. Well, fine. I'll just move on. <laughs> I did get a button that I it would let me go to this uh, to the uh, to the paragraph dialog and look at it. That doesn't seem to be the moment here. Search button. Search edit. Group. Search. Search help. I'm just pressing tab. 
Insert a drop cap link. Yeah, won't let me do it. Okay, fine. Escape. I shall press escape. Let's see where I'm at with insert T. Title is how to file a U.S. provisional patent dashboard. Help. Okay. To add a drop cap to your paragraph, list end. Now I've got... Oh. <laughs> Support-office.com. I'm in support-office. I want to close that. Let's try control space. Control space. Move. And then M. C for close. P. Did not press P. I press C, but oh well. Leaving menus. How to file a U.S. provisional patent. You're killing me. Escape. All right. F6. F6. Status bar. F6. Upper ribbon. F6. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. How to file a U.S. provisional patent. Edit. And Once here we are. Okay. We're going to talk about F6 in a moment. So that sort of brought us there. So the roundabout thing I really wanted to show you was Alt-Q. Alt-Q. Ribbon. Type to search and use I'm the... I'm going to type hanging indent because I'm a glutton for punishment here. Hanging indent. Eight so suggestions you type the string you want to find and you arrow down to the results. Indent. Best action group. Increase indent. All actions group. Paragraph settings. So paragraph settings was my second choice. And so instead of looking for a button, I'm going to press enter on paragraph settings. Enter. How to file a U.S. provisional patent dashboard. Ribbon. Type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. I'm in the ribbon dialog just to show you how this can work if you're not trying to get too cute about this. So I went to paragraph settings. I'm in the paragraph dialog. Let's press tab together. Outline level colon combo box. Body text. Left colon. Right colon. Special colon combo box. Left paren none right paren. Alt plus. There's our special combo. If I press down arrow. First line. Two of three. And again. Hanging. There's, three of three. There's hanging. Okay. So you really can use the search feature. Alt Q and then type in the string. If you go down to the result, that is the most relevant without going into the support article, which really would prove helpful if I was trying to learn how to do this for the first time. I'm going to arrow back up to none. First left paren, none right paren. One of three. And I'll tab to, uh, to uh, cancel. By colon. Mirror are indents before colon, after colon. Line spacing at colon. Don't it's tabs dot dot dot. Set as default. Okay button. Cancel button. Space. Edit. Okay. So that's how you use this particular feature. It's the search feature. Sometimes called or referred to as the tell me field um, by Microsoft. So that doesn't seem too very common. So again, press Alt Q, enter your search string. Use your down arrow to get down to the various results. And you can press honor on an item to invoke it. Okay. That really will speed things up. If you, you sort of know what you want to do, you haven't remembered that, that command string and you want to find it without having to go uh, looking through all of the different items in the ribbons. You can use this search to jump right to something. Okay. So what if I am in a document and I want to check spelling? Would you bear with me a sec? I'm going to open up a, a document for this. Hang on. Speech on demand. I'm going to set my speech differently here. We're going to get back to our filing a patent in a moment. I've got a document that's set up for spell checking with uh, some handy <laughs> spell checking errors 
So let's open up my spell checker demo document. There it comes. I'll turn speech back on Full for speech. you. Now, the way that a lot of people know uh, to check their, their spelling errors is to press F7, which opens up the, the whole interface, the spell checker, word spell checker. And that has been hot and cold over the last decade. Sometimes it works really great, and there's hot keys that let you um, execute. You know, you can, you can ignore something once. You can ignore it all the time. You can add it to your dictionary. You can accept the change. There were, there were a great set of, of hot keys you could use. And then for a while, <clears throat> excuse me, for a while, Microsoft made some changes, and that didn't work. And then they made some, then we, we caught up with them, and they worked with us, and it worked again. And as I have played with it, um, it seems like some of the keystrokes are, are not working again, so they've made some more changes. Uh, I don't know what's happening on the development side. We'll see what happens on our next release, which is coming up soon. See if uh, we've all caught up with each other. But for the moment, that dialogue isn't always the most expedient way to get to a misspelled word. So one of the fastest ways you can do it um, you know, is, is when you come across a misspelled word, you can use the applications key to, um, <laughs> excuse me, to actually look for your word combinations. Give me just a sec here. Sorry. Speech on demand. This is our day for having uh, technical type <laughs> issues. Full there we go. So, but I need to, first of all, get a list of my misspelled words. Okay. Uh, if I press Control, uh, sorry, if I press, I got the wrong keys. If I press Alt-Shift-L, sounding really scattered today. If I press Alt-Shift-L. Please wait processing six items. Spelling errors dialog. List one, list view. Video, one of six. I have my first word. There are six misspelled words in this document. And again, um, I pressed Alt-Shift-L. Alt-Shift-L, and it'll generate that list. I can, of course, use my JAWS reading keys. I can say the word. Video. I press it twice quickly. V-I-D-I-O. So video, V-I-D-I-O, is the first misspelling. And I can go all down through these. If I press down arrow. Portful, two of six. C-N, three of six. Document, four of six. Oh, let's fix document. If you want to move to a misspelled word, all you have to do is press enter within this list. Enter, document. D-O-C-M-E-N-T. Edit. Okay, and I'm looking at it in Braille. I'll also say the current line for you. To make your misspelled document look professionally produced, Word provides header, footer, cover page, and... Okay, and focuses on the word document. Now, the thing I told you a moment ago, if I press the applications key, if you're using a keyboard that does not have an applications key, you can press shift plus the F10 key. I'll have a list of possible uh, corrections for document. Applications. Spelling. Okay, my first word. Document. Similar to colon text. Record. File split button. Okay, and how do I spell that? I can spell the current word. Doc. D-O-C-U-M-E-N-T. So I can press enter and accept that word. I can press down arrow. Documents. Similar to colon IDs. Booklets. Text split button. Stop that. It's documents, plural. Down arrow again. Add to dictionary. A. 
So if document is a word that is used by me, uh, maybe it's a, a technical term of some sort. Maybe I um, have a lot of ships coming in and out and they all need documents. <laughs> That's not correct, but it's my best silly example. Uh, I can add that word to my uh, dictionary, my spell check dictionary. Press down arrow again. Ignore all. G. Can ignore all occurrences of document. Hit down arrow. See more. S. Could see more. We won't do that now, but you can press enter there and see if it gives you more possibilities. Document. Similar to colon text. Record. File split button. And I have pressed down arrow again, and we've wrapped back to the top and document. And I will accept that change by pressing space. Enter. Spell check demo document dash word. Print view. Edit. And I'm back in my edit field looking at this. Um this document and the, the sentence with the word properly spelled. So again, if I press Alt Shift L. Please wait processing five items. Spelling errors dialogue. List one list view. Theme four of five. Okay. The word theme T H E E M. And there five of five. And and Spell that for me, please. And A N T O T H E R. <laughs> and t'other. I wasn't going to try to pronounce that. So let's press enter on this and t'other and see what we get. Enter and t'other. A N T O T H E R. Edit. See, left off even on and t'other device. So let's see what we have by pressing the applications key or shift F10. Applications. Menu, spelling submenu, G, spelling. Another, similar to colon additional, extra, added split button. Another device, let's press enter to accept that change. Enter, spell check, demo document, dash word, print view, edit. So that's how that works. You can press, again, Alt, Shift, L to look for the list or to create the list of misspellings. Use your arrow keys to move up and down that list to find the words you want to correct. Press enter on the word in question, and it will focus will be moved immediately to the word. You'll be on the word. The word is all ready for you to fix. Press the applications key or shift F10, and you'll get a list of possible words to use. Uh, Or there's some other options on that list, and press enter to invoke the item that you select. Okay. Uh, The next thing we'll look at is we'll list grammatical errors. Okay. This is very similar to uh, listing spelling errors. I don't know if there's any in this. We're going to try it Um, just so you know. And I won't belabor it too hard. It looks a lot like the other. Um, It may tell me there's no errors in this. I didn't actually add any intentionally. But just so you know, if you do need to list grammatical errors in your document, it's JAWS key plus shift plus G. So your JAWS key or your insert shift G. Let's give that a try. No grammatical errors. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I could try. Let's see. Bottom of bottom of this year. I'm going to say we we gone to the the store. Store. Period. Let the reading is. If it's uh, bad enough or not. Okay. So again, we're going to press uh, Jaws key Shift G or Insert Shift G on my keyboard. If you don't have a keyboard, you're probably using caps lock. So. Jaws key, shift G. Please wait processing one items. Grammatical errors dialog. List one, list view. We gone to the store. One of one. Okay. And of course, we all know it's we go to the store, right? That's what my cousins used to say when they were little. 
<laughs> for all I know, I said it too. Let's press enter here. Enter. We gone to the store. Edit. Okay, we are now at that sentence. And if I press the uh, application key, let's see if it gives me choices here. Applications. Menu. Grammar submenu. M. Grammar. A helping verb or main quote be quote verb may be needed here. I just press say current line because that's what's there. I, I might need a helping verb. Let's press down arrow. Grammar. A helping verb or main quote be quote verb may be needed here. We had split button. So I could say we had gone to the store. Just give me any other choices. Let's press down arrow. We have split button. Ah, we have gone to the store. Let's press down arrow again. Ignore once. And I, I can ignore it. Let's up arrow to we have. A helping verb or main quote be quote verb may be needed here. We have split button. Here we go. Enter. Spell check demo document dash word. Edit. And I pressed enter to invoke the change. Let's say the current line. We have gone to the store. Okay. That's what I would put on a piece of paper on the door to the back door by where the porch is. We have gone to the store. Y'all can just sit there and wait for me. I'll be back. Okay. So that's how you find the grammatical errors if you choose to do that. When you're in a document, um, you can use quick nav keys, of course. Uh, let's, there's not a lot of documents that will help us here. Let me just, I'm going to go to a, I'm going to close this document. Alt F4, Microsoft Word document. Ha yeah. So let's press see i do not believe there's any headings in this document let's find out so if you want to use the quick keys and they are very similar to the quick nav keys you find on the internet or when browsing an internet page so for example example h and shift h will move you by paragraph uh, by heading excuse me um you know you can do b to move by bookmarks or so there's a number of these you can use to invoke that you can press insert z or jaws key z Quick keys on. And quick keys turn on. Let me press H. I'm not sure there's, I'm in my um, document for filing a patent. No more headings found. Yeah, there's no headings in here. So we're going to go to a different document. Bear with me. Webinar demo file. Headings demo. Enter. Ah. Headings demo dashboard. Headings demo. We're in a document filled with headings. In fact, the whole document is nothing but headings created to show headings. Let's turn quick keys on by pressing insert. And the letter is Z. Quick keys on. And H to move by headings. Heading one, heading one. And heading one. It's very cleverly titled. Press H again. Heading two, heading two. Okay, I can press shift H. Heading one, heading one. To move back to up the document by heading. You can press P to move by paragraphs. There's a whole list of these. And again, I won't belabor this. But when you're trying to navigate a document and you want to do it quickly, the quick nav keys can be very helpful. Because they will let you step through this document by heading, by paragraph, by bookmark. Now, there's some things you can do to, to find your way around. If you're uh, in a document that has multi-level headings, so let's say uh, heading one is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's your major sections. Um, if I was doing a geography document of some sort, maybe heading would be one would be continents, heading two would be countries. Heading three might be under heading two, the products of each country or economy or something. Heading four might be some other facts. When you've got uh, a document that's broken up into headings and subheadings and sub-subheadings, you can press the number of the heading level you want to move to. So maybe I want to move 
country by country, not continent by continent, I can press the number two, numero number two, not on the number pad. So numero two, and that will take me in my fake example here, country by country. Shift two would take me back up the document by headings at level two. You can do that with headings at level three, at level four. Now, in this document, all I have, I believe, are headings at level one. No more headings found. Oh, fine. Heading two, heading two. Okay, they're all on headings level two. I'll press another two. No more headings found. <laughs> There's no more there. So, um, you get the example, though. Okay. And the quick nav keys, again, turn them on with insert Z. And it's a toggle, so you turn them off with insert Z as well. When you have quick nav or the quick keys rather I'm thinking on the internet they're quick navigation keys in word it's just quick keys it's uh, sort of six of one half dozen of the other of course when quick keys are enabled you cannot enter text and edit your document and that's because some of the keystrokes that you would use to enter text or to edit documents are being used uh, as as quick keys for example h for headings as we've said several times now you can't use the letter h all of a sudden, because if you press H, you move to the next heading, which can be very frustrating. Uh, I have more than once forgotten that I had quick nav keys turned on, and I start typing away, and I'm pressing H's to move by headings and other letters, and I'm all over the document all of a sudden. So you do have to kind of keep in mind where you are, what you're doing at any given time. The nice thing, of course, is if you're if you have quick nav keys on and you're typing, and you're making your you're making your focus jump all over the document, you won't be entering anything into the document. So at that point, you can press H or whatever number you want to move to the heading or subheading you were sitting at before with quick keys invoked. So you don't do a lot of harm, though it can be if you're easily confused like me, it can be confusing. So that's how you would use your quick keys in a document. There's some other things you can do within a document that's kind of heading, uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of heading, uh, kind of helpful. You can actually use some commands to set your heading level. And I will tell you about those. Let's move to an empty part of this document. I'm going to turn quick keys off. Quick keys off. I'm going to go to the bottom of the document by pressing control end. Bottom of file blank. There we go. If I wanted, let me press up arrow. Heading level six, heading six yeah. blank. My heading level six there. All I did in this was I did. Uh, a progression of headings, level one, level two, level three. Uh, we used it a few weeks back in our demos when we were creating headings together and doing some things. But you can create headings at level one through three by pressing Control, Alt, and the number of the heading level you want to uh, implement. So I can press Control, Alt, one. Alt, Control, one. And I'll say new. New. Heading, and I'll press enter. Heading, enter. So I'm now on the line below that. If I press up arrow one time. Heading level one, new heading. Okay, so I've now created a heading at level one. Let me press home. Home. And then I'll press end to select this line. Selected. New heading, heading level one. So new heading, heading level one. I'm going to press backspace one time. Blank. Unselected. So that my, my carriage return, my new line command, uh, isn't included in this heading, so that the next line will not be a heading. If I want to change that heading level one, which I did by pressing Control Alt One, I want to make it heading level three. And this also applies if you're creating a heading for the first time, like this. Um, instead of changing one, if I press Control Alt Three, Alt Control Three, I could have done two as well. 
that changes the heading to level three. Let's check that by pressing insert F. And insert F checks your information about your font and, and paragraph. Listen to this. Ready? Insert F. 12 point. Dark slate gray on white. Calibri light. Highlighted. Heading three style. Line spacing colon one lines. Paragraph formatting colon aligned left. Outline level colon three. So insert F gives you a number of pieces of information, not just your font type, but it tells you if you've got a head, heading style um, invoked here. It tells you your paragraph, what level of the paragraph you're at. If uh, there was indentation, it would say, for example, um, first line of paragraph graph indented. So insert F, it's another friendly thing you can use. It helps you to learn some things about um, how you've got your font and styles and things set up. And we see that Control-Alt-3 did indeed change things to heading at level three. Okay. So again, the, the insert F or JAWS key F is another one that I just gave you. It's not on my list of things. It's just, it's one I use all the time, all the time. Okay. So headings one through three, Control-Alt and the numbers one through three, uh, depending on what you actually want to set up. Okay, so let's look at another one here that I like a lot. Let's see, I got ahead of me doing. Let's look at F6. I said we'd come back around to this. Word has this screen broken up into several panes, if you will. Um, some of them are kind of little. The ribbon is at the top of the screen. Your, your uh, text where your editing is in the middle and you've got some other things located around. And pressing F6 or Shift F6, if you want to go in the other direction, will let you circle through these choices over and over again. So as somebody once told me, it's, it's a soda can universe, a Coke can universe. You just, all you can do is go round and round and round the inside of this thing. You can never get out. And pressing F6 will let you circle through your choices. Right now we're in the edit field, writing text. If I press F6. F6, status bar. Page number, page one of one button. Here's my status bar. And there's some information that I use quite frequently. If I've got a paper, um, one of my instructors has us do uh, a class response. It's, it's a thing, since you're not in a physical classroom, uh, we post comments on things and you've got to reply to other people's posts. And she wants to keep some dialogue and some interchange going. And she has, for my first two years uh, in the program, it was... Um, 300 words or less. <laughs> so I would count my words. And this, of course, gives you the word count. Page number, page one of one button. Okay, page number. Let's arrow down. Word count two of 14 words. Okay, how many words have we got? Blank. Ooh, it doesn't tell me. Spelling and grammar check, no errors button. And it does my grammar check. I want to go back up to word count. Word count two of 14 words. Two of 14 words. Oh, I guess... There are 14 words. Um, it's a pretty small file. Let's, we'll go to another file in just a minute. We're going to go back to our writing patents. Let's arrow down. Spelling and grammar check, no errors button. And I'll arrow down again. Text predictions, text predictions, colon on button. Okay, text prediction where you're writing along and it suggests a word that you might want. And if you want to take its prediction, you just press tab. That's turned on. Um, I sometimes turn that off because it makes changes I don't want it to make it annoys me sometimes when it suggests things, but that's just me. Let's arrow down. 
accessibility checker accessibility colon good to go button. So there is an accessibility checker and it looks for font type, it looks for contrast, it looks for font size, a number of things to meet some criteria of accessibility. And it'll tell you if there's a criterion that you do not meet, of course. Let's arrow down. Focused button. Focus button. Focused button. I do not do much with the focus button. Um, I, I, I want to drive my text myself, and I don't want it to try to bring things to my attention. That's just me, though. I, I will tell you right now, this is my opinion, and that opinion changes depending on the task I'm trying to perform. So none of this you should you know, take as unbreakable. Read mode tab. Read mode. Don't go into read mode. JAWS does not support that. Print layout tab. Okay, and that you can suggest how uh, you want to view this document. Web layout tab. Read mode, print layout, web layout. These are buttons. And so let's press F6, or tabs rather. Let's press F6 again. F6, upper ribbon, expanded, home tab, 2 of 11, and, alt followed by H. And we've circled around to the ribbons. Let's press tab. F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, headings demo. There's my headings demo. We're right back into the edit field and uh, F6 again. F6, status bar, web layout tab. I'm back in the status bar. Let's go up. Let's press home. The home key. Nope, doesn't do it. How about control home? Top of file, web layout tab. Okay, there we go. I'm going to switch quickly to another document. How to file a U.S. provisional patent dashboard. Let's look at the how to file a provisional patent in the U.S. Let's press F6. F6. Status bar, page number, page one of eight button. So I'm on page one. There are eight pages. Let's arrow down once. Word count, 2,042 words. Okay, we actually have kind of a, a more substantial word count, over 2,000 words. I'll press F6. F6, upper ribbon, expanded, home tab. Back to the ribbons. I pressed control to silent speech. Let's press F6 again. F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit. So F6 is handy because it lets you um, learn some things about your document, what page you happen to be in if you're writing along. Uh, two of the papers I had to do for, for one of my spring courses, uh, you know, they were prepare a document between three and six pages. <laughs> um, and I'm writing and writing. And it doesn't always seem like if it's a six-page document, it seems like you're writing forever. And you check by pressing F6 to get to that status bar. And it says you've written four pages. And it seems like, at least to me, I've composed a ton of text. And then as I write along, this happened to me twice in both my papers. I thought, oh, no, I went back, hit my points again, pulled in some more information, some more source stuff. And then I had more to say. I got excited about what I found, and I did status, and I was now on page seven. <laughs> so I had to go back and trim after I fleshed it out. So it's, uh, you know, either too much or too little, right? But that's how F6 will get you around this document. One of the things we do is we're composing papers, doing things. Um, is we bring in sources from the outside. Maybe they're internet sources as we do research online. You go to um, you know, sites that are peer-reviewed uh, and find sources that are, that are going to be useful. And you might do some copying. Um, we, we've talked about copying into your clipboard and appending to clipboard before. So you're moving these sources into your document now. And you want to be sure that things are, that they appear like you think they should appear. Um, for example, as you're bringing stuff in for the internet, they may be doing some things in different fonts, uh, different colors. You might have your, 
your document all set to APA style, 12 point and all that. And all of a sudden you drop in a, uh, a block of text and it's an 18 point red <laughs> or something like that. Um, and you want to know about that. And we have a, a tool called Text Analyzer. Let me switch to my Text Analyzer example document. Headings demo dash webinar demo files table text analyzer demonstrator. So text analyzer is is set up to text look at this document that you've made and try and tell you about things that are that are are changes in your document that you may need to fix. So for example, we've got some examples of these in this document. Um, you know, there there's going to be point size changes, font size changes in my document. Um, that kind of thing. So if I go reading down through this document. Text analyzer demonstration. When editing a document using speech only, in unintentional format changes, extra white space, and stray or unspaced punctuation can often be missed. The new text analyzer feature is a tool that notifies you of these errors and actually helps you find them, which is the real challenge. You can configure. There's my, there's my document. Let me go back to the top. And there are some problems in this document. If I press Windows Alt I, Windows key plus Alt key plus I, JAWS will move me to the first possible problem in this document. Let's press Windows Alt I. Font change 12 points bold off. When? So the font changes and your cursor is moved to where this change occurs. So I'm at the, the word when at the beginning of the, of the line when editing a document using speech only. So there's a font change. And maybe I want that font change. Maybe I've dropped uh, a web address in there. I've got a link in there. And I meant for it to change. But maybe I didn't. Maybe this block of text was copied from a web page. Um, maybe I pulled it from a Kindle book. We're going to talk about how to, to smoothly transition some of that stuff. Um, Word does give you the ability to Select whether you want to keep source formatting, keep text formatting, and merge them. But there's actually even a, a more, at least for me, a more sure way that lets me do this stuff with confidence. But if there's a, a change in font size, Text Analyzer will stop your cursor there and tell you about it. And you can either leave it if you meant to do this, or you can um, use your other tools and find all of the text that's got this uh, different font on it and change it, fix it, correct it to your document. Let's press Alt-Windows I or Windows-Alt-I again. Font change Calibri 14 points in. Okay, we're back to our 14 points now. Write the word in in the following sentence. The first letter in the sentence is not capitalized. So let's go ahead and press Windows Alt I. Missing initial cap T at column 12. So JAWS has looked at the sentence and it says the initial capital T. Um, the, the, it's a new sentence. It says the letter T in the first word of the sentence is the problem. And it is because it's not capitalized. The word the the T and the word the again jaw stops. If you are like me and you're rattling along really fast, you may miss the cap. If you're like me and you're rattling on, along really fast and your thumb comes down on the shift key, I know for me sometimes it comes down on the second letter instead of the first. I've gone past myself, so I've I've capitalized the second letter. Let's press Alt Windows I space run at column eight. Okay, a space run at column eight. Um, my cursor is on the word at. T A A T space space space. Oh, I got three spaces in there, so I can fix this. A lot of times, you'll see people. I've seen it on people's web pages. Um, 
and they'll have accidentally hit two spaces as they're typing quickly and just didn't catch it. JAWS, when it's reading to you out loud, you can't tell there's an extra space there unless you have, you know, you've got it saying every single character when it reads back to you, you know, have punctuation on all. And that's a little, that's a little fatiguing. Um, if you look at it in Braille, often you can catch it, but not always. Uh, so text analyzer will tell you there's space run. Okay. One more time. We'll do this. Windows Alt I. Unclosed left quoted column one. Okay. This one quotes and um, parentheses. I can, I'm guilty of unclosed, an unclosed quote or an unclosed parentheses. In this instance, it's a quote. Quote, Eric said that we have had many comments over the years, etc. Uh, the quote is not closed. There's no quotation mark at the end of the quoted material. Sometimes I'm guilty of starting, I put a parenthesis to make a quick note in a document, and I get so carried away with what I'm writing, I forget to close the parenthesis and just put a period in there. So uh, Text Analyzer will tell you about that. So that's Text Analyzer. And I'm going to ask a question from you guys here. Um, it's 58 after. I know we had technical problems. Do we want to run over the four o'clock or do we have a hard stop there? You guys can. I think we have a hard stop. All right. So I'm going to stop here. I appreciate everybody bearing with us. I know it was a little bit of a rocky start, um, but once we got everything going in the right direction, here we were. I've got more of these. Perhaps we can revisit this. Uh, I would ask you to communicate with me. R. Miller, R-M-I-L-L-E-R at vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O dot com. Armiller at vispero.com. Let me know if you think we should circle back around. Uh, I'm sure that at ACB Community, there's also some avenues for uh, communicating with uh, the folks at ACB Community. You can let them know instead. Um, you know, Don't do this ever again, or let's have the rest of the points. <laughs> let us know either way. Uh, I will thank everybody for joining us. I, I always Always enjoy being a part of this. Um, we've only got a minute left. I've kind of killed question and answer time. But again, you can send me an email, rmiller at vispero.com with any questions you may have as well. Okay. Thank you, Ron. You bet. Thanks, everybody.